Good morning. It's a good day to see you in church. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet? We have a new song we're going to sing today. Come on, let's put our hands together. Come on, we sing, I give you glory. I give you glory for all you brought me through.
across this place this morning. If you're comfortable, would you lift your hands? Come on, begin to speak to the Lord from your own heart. from the very breath that you've placed in our lungs. God, we pour out our praise to you today. God, we thank you for your promises that we can hold to. God, the hope that we have in you. God, we thank you for these moments here in your presence. God, your presence changes everything. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And everybody said, Come on, everybody, say it. And man, are you excited to be in church today? Man, it's a great day. It's great to see you here. Before we go any further, why don't you take a step out from your seat and welcome somebody to church today? 
Good morning, church family. How are we doing today? Good? Awesome. So good to see you. We're so glad that you're here in church with us today. The black books are going to be passing by here in just a moment. If you'll take a second, sign your name to those. But if it's your first time here at the assembly, we would love it if you would take the connection card that's in the seat in front of you, fill that out, drop it in the offering bucket as it passes by, and that will help us to be able to connect with you and your family and just say thanks so much for being here at church with us today couple of announcements. We have our monthly men's breakfast coming up this Saturday. This is always a great time of conversation and just a, a great testimony and as well just some of the best breakfasts you've ever had in your life. So guys get this on your calendar for this Saturday morning. You don't want to miss that. Also growth track is the best way to get involved to go further faster here in the church. Today is 401 where we connect you into the team that you might be serving in and if you haven't been a part of this process Get involved the first week in October in our 101, and that will tell you all about the church and ways that you can start serving and get more plugged in here at the assembly. At the end of October, we have an event coming up called our Pirates Adventure. This will be an outreach to the community and a way for people to come in and be a part of the assembly. And so to help us promote that, we're going to ask you to build a boat. So I, I think this is a great opportunity just to have some fun with your family. Take this on a weekday where you don't have anything going on at night. Build that boat. Bring it back a Sunday in October. And that will help us be able to promote this event we have coming up to, uh, at the end of October. All right. Uh, also, this coming Saturday, we have our final launch team meeting for the new Rose District campus. Give it up. We are so, so excited. Next Saturday, we'll be one week away from the official launch. And so this will be kind of a dry run or that final run through service before we have the official launch. So be there next week, six o'clock. Uh, we just can't wait to see all that God wants to do and how he wants to use this new campus for his kingdom. But as the ushers come forward this morning, I just want to say thank you to you, church, for your generosity. You're, you always go above and beyond in the way that you give. But just an example of how that is used is this past, this past Thursday, we were able to go and canvas the Rose District neighborhood. And so we had people from all over and going to houses all over talking about what God is doing here at the church and letting people know about this new upcoming launch. We had people at the Broken Arrow Jinx football game canvassing that area, letting people know about it. This Saturday, we had people at the farmer's market letting people know about it. And so it's so, so exciting. Yeah, give it up. So this is the fun part. We've been working on getting it all ready, making sure that every detail is in place, but now it's starting to be the people are gonna be coming in and lives are gonna be changed. And so we're excited to see what's gonna be happening over these next few weeks. And I, I just know, I just, I feel it in my heart, I feel it in my spirit that God is gonna be doing some great things. He's already started it here and we're gonna just continue this momentum with what we have and what God wants to do. Let's pray for this offering today. Father, you're so good to us. From the breath in our lungs to the provision, God, of our finances, in every single area, you are there, you are present. And God, so we just uh, we just say our, our reliance and our dependence on you today. And so we give back from that, from a cheerful heart, God, from a generous heart. And God, we just know that it's not gonna be used in vain, but it's gonna be used to further your kingdom in exactly the way that you would will it for this church and to affect our neighbors and our nations. God, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. This worship team is so, so effective. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I love the presence of God, seeing uh, 
fresh faces up here every week. The team is growing, and it has to, because we have to support a full team at the Rose District on Saturday night, both services here on Sunday. That's what's happening with every team, and it's a dream team, and you're part of it. And in two weeks, we are going to launch so strong because of your generosity, because of your involvement. Let's praise God again for what he is doing in the life of our church. Uh, The pastors have been in a season of just going above and beyond with all of the work associated with getting us ready for this season. And when I, I want you to hear that because it's not just the Rose District, it's also all that is happening here. And I want you to join me next Sunday, and we're going to express our gratitude. Uh, The deacon board recognizes Kelly and me on the anniversary of when we came to the assembly, and that's in February. But this is a Sunday where I join with the board and with you, and we show our love and our gratitude to the most amazing pastoral team and literally the most gifted team that I've ever worked with in now 30 years of ministry. So let's go ahead and start the appreciation today. Do you love your pastors? I know I do. We want it to be above and beyond the norm because they have gone above and beyond in so many ways. This card is very important. We want you to invite people. We want to have a surge of of guests starting the 1st of October. We shot video of three stories from incredible people of our church family yesterday. They will be used each of the first three Sundays of October. It goes with a message of God's grace and help in the darkest times, in the most important times, and we will see from their story what that kind of power does. It will be perfect for you to bring your friends and have them to hear and then see uh, what the gospel can do. Uh, Elijah Rents, a few weeks back when I made the first announcement about invite people, and I made the, uh, I reminded us of the statistic that eight out of every 10 people we invite, if you have a relationship of friend or family member or coworker you have some credibility with them, eight out of 10 will, will say yes. So he just started, and in three weeks, he has brought 18 new people to the church. That's amazing, and I'm proud of him. I'm so proud of him and what he's doing, and let's all just join into that effort, and uh, let's, let's believe God to help us to be bringers, invite people to be bringers, and watch him change lives. 18 people are going to be baptized in water at the end of this service. It's a sign of what God is doing, and we just want more and more. May the story rise out of this church that the gospel is still the greatest news. It's life-changing. Jesus is the answer. We want everyone to know it. We will love you as you are and believe for Jesus to change your life. Amen? Let's go for it. Let's do it. Last week, we had a special service. Uh, The Holy Spirit just moved powerfully as we 
looked at the power of our thoughts. Today we'll build on that. I won't rehearse last Sunday, but I encourage you to go back and check it out. I think it will help you. But today we're going to start in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I want you to see this passage with me. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, do not uh, copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Here's how he does it. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, how about a future that's good, pleasing, and perfect? That is a result of a changed mind that comes by the power of the Lord. If we can change our thinking, we can change our lives. We don't have the power to change our own thoughts. We just have the choice to pursue Jesus and he will change the filters that we're using through which our thoughts are formed. I want to talk to you today about filters. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, take the next several minutes and teach us, challenge us, and even change us. Cause the person who is here that may have so many reasons to be more closed off rather than open to you. I pray for that person today. Let this be meaningful. To the person who is more devoted than ever in their their intentionality to pursue you, may this message be so helpful to stir that fire of passion for you in their hearts. We thank you in advance for what you are about to teach us and how through it you will help us. And everybody said, anytime I've changed the the air condition or the air filters in my home, I realize I I should have done it a lot sooner. Like it was way past due. In some cases, like way overdue. A filter, it's just a brilliant invention because it is catching the things that could mess up your space, could mess up the atmosphere, could hurt you ultimately. Think about a coffee filter. It's a great thing. It is holding what you don't want in the cup, but yet at the same time letting what you do want come through, but you have to change the filter. I think we have mental filters. And if we don't take the time to renew the filters that are in our thinking. The mental filters then, like at my house, same can happen in my mind and in yours. The filter can become overwhelmed and it starts releasing into your emotions, into your spirit, and then into your attitude and your actions. Negative, discouraging, maybe even destructive patterns. Today we're going to see how it's not the facts around us that's really affecting us. It's the filter that we're using to process the facts. David's brothers are on the edge of the battlefield. Goliath is coming out every day and he is taunting them and defying the God of Israel. 
their charge would be to fight, but they are afraid. They can't imagine going up against this champion of Gath. David comes to check on his brothers, and then he's going to go back home because dad wants to know how his sons are doing. When David shows up to the battlefield and he hears and sees this giant, he asks, why hasn't someone fought him? That this is unacceptable. They rehearsed all the reasons why that is impossible. And David said, well, I will fight him. And one of the great stories of the Bible is the story of David and Goliath. You have a picture of David and his brothers. Same facts, two different responses, not because of the facts, but the filter they were using to process the facts. Twelve spies are sent by Moses to go look at the land that's been promised by God to Israel. After 400 years of slavery, and Moses leads them out of Egypt. Now they're coming to this promise, a land like, like beyond anything they've ever known. Not just freedom, but a land that's flowing with resources, houses, all of the potential for the life God wants for them. Moses sends out the spies. All 12 see the same land. They come back. Ten of them say, we can't do this. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can. Same facts, yet for some, they're afraid. For two, they're full of faith. The 10 say, we can't do it. It's impossible. Joshua and Caleb say, we should go up at once. We can do this. It wasn't the facts. It was the filter. Today, I want you to know that the filter you're using to process what's going on around you, if the filter is faulty, it will fool you, form you, and fail you. Notice how those 10 spies, they are believing a lie. God's promised them the land. There's nothing wrong with a lie that the devil would say to you as long as you know it's a lie. Because then you can categorize it. You can place it and not let it affect you. But if like the 10 spies we start believing a lie that comes from the circumstances, the enemy of our soul, then there's a problem. They are being fooled by the filter they are using to process what's going on around them. The result is it's forming their identity. The 10 spices, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. So their identity about who they are, what God would be able to do, their past and their future is all being affected by the the identity that's being formed through the filter they're using. So it fails them to the extent 
of 40 years in the wilderness. And we'd say, how, how did they miss it? Same way I've missed it in seasons in my life where I've lived beneath the potential God had for me, living in less than the joy he had for me, less faith than what he had for me because I had a faulty filter. Many of them died in the wilderness. That's how important this is. Let me just try this out on us. I want to say some words and just consider the thoughts that come into your mind. Here's one. Father. Immediately some of you have great thoughts because you've been blessed to have a father who's been faithful and loving, supportive, encouraging, protective. Some of you have been abandoned by your father. And if you don't have the right filter, you can project onto every man that they will be unfaithful. Then you will be apprehensive when it comes to marriage. Use that word, marriage. Some of you can't be more grateful. Some of you wonder because of your experience. See, there's nothing wrong with marriage, but there can be something wrong with my filter. It can make me perceive it. I love being involved with our students' lives, but along the way, we meet students, and and I know I can see it. I can see it by the way they are acting and reacting, the filter they're using. And as I get to know them better, I understand what has filled the filter of their mind. And because there's been adversity and pain, It has so overwhelmed the filter that seeping into the space of their heart are the negative things that is now seeking to sabotage their perspective of God, themselves, their past, and their future. Let me give you some good news today. We all can change our filters. That is Romans 12 too. We can be changed by being renewed. That filter of our mind can be renewed. Now I want to take what I've said and I want to put it over the life of Gideon. Gideon is, is an Israelite. At the time we find Gideon, he and his people are being attacked by the Midianites. Israel's decided they don't want to honor God and enemies that shouldn't be defeating them are defeating them. And so it's a, it's a more depressed time among God's people. So this is where we find Gideon. Judges chapter 6, look with me. It says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, 
Gideon replied. Notice the filter he's using by what he's about to say. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Look at the next verse. Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The filter that is in his mind is so faulty, it's making him question God. I've been there. Have you? Where the circumstances of your life, your filter got so full of the, of the challenges of life, and because you hadn't renewed the filter, here's what happened. You allowed the trouble of life to diminish the goodness of God. And no matter how much trouble we have, the goodness of God cannot be diminished. See, when my filter is right, then I understand truth. And truth is, pain is non-negotiable in this life, but misery is. Misery is an option. Pain's not an option. But if I have the right filter, I can filter the pain of life and not let the misery get through the filter to my soul. Let's continue with Gideon. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength that you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Notice his response. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. So his filter has made him question God. Now it's making him question himself, his potential. That's the way it works. When, you find, when the angel finds Gideon, he's like stuck or hiding. He is going through his day very uncertain and just on the edge waiting for the next shoe to drop, the next attack of the Midianites. He's working, but he's working in a very... He's doing a job that you should do out in the open, but he's so scared, he's stuck in this small space. Recently, I was on a plane that got delayed but it got delayed after we got on the plane. We'd gotten taxied out to the runway. Storm came through, and so we were delayed. And we were delayed an hour and a half. And I, I noticed something about that experience. Uh, when you're sitting in something that's supposed to be moving and it's not, yeah, that right there is what I'm talking about. Like, when you're in something that should be flying and you are just sitting... It creates a frustration. And if the filter isn't right, you can get so negative. I know. Uh, Gideon is like you and me. We are made for progress. We aren't made to be stuck in the past. We aren't made to be stuck in past hurt. We aren't made to be so afraid of the future that we stall 
We aren't made to be apprehensive about the future because of what happened with our parents or our grandparents. And the frustration that fills the filter of our mind when we know we should be soaring, but we're stuck is real. And when that overwhelms the filter of your mind into your heart, into your spirit, into your emotions, comes this frustration that grows into anger or even bitterness. And and so you can't possibly see your potential. And when like a setting like this, where somebody's going to tell you about the possibilities that you have as a person made by God, that God is good and God is faithful and God is able. It is so hard for that to get to you because your filter is so full of frustration, result of pain, result of adversity. Today, we need to change the future, the filter. Let me say it like this. New filter, new future. That's how significant it is. I want to take you to chapter 7 of the book of Judges. And I, I want you to see this. Look at this. Watch me, he told them. Now, this is Gideon. One chapter later. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. So let me give you the context. Gideon has his heart changed by God. The filter gets changed. God gives him battle plans. He goes to the people. And he says, here's the plan. And the guy that was hiding and stuck, questioning God, questioning himself, is now the guy saying, watch me, follow me, do what I do. We are about to win. Like, really? Like, surely that's not the guy that we, we just looked in on in chapter 6. That new filter, new future. New filter, new future. Now, let's, let's keep going. Look at this. The three companies that Gideon was leading, they blew the trumpets. They smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow, they shouted, sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So this guy who is in the worst frame of mind in chapter 6 has a completely different frame of mind in chapter 7. He goes from like such fear to such faith because the strategy that God gave him was this. Can you imagine me saying to you, we have a major enemy, we're outnumbered, and here's the plan. Now, they are well-resourced, they have weapons, they're ready to strike, and they've been beating us. But today, we're going to fight, and here's the plan. I'm going to give you a clay pot. In it is a little candle. Hold it. I'm going to give you a trumpet. And when I give the signal, throw the clay pot down. Blow the trumpet and shout. Watch me. 
do what I do, follow me. You're going to say, you got stuck on that plane one hour or too long. You have lost your mind. This is the strategy. It would be equal to the strategy of walking around the wall of Jericho and shouting and thinking that that is going to be a plan for victory. What happened is when they threw those clay pots down, the collective light was so amazing, and God just just put the foot candles to it, magnified it, and it blinded. It was blinding to the Midianites. And when this shout came, God just kind of, in the air, transformed it into the sound that would scare the Midianites the most. And so, the last thing you read about the Midianites is they're running for their lives and they're screaming in fear. New filter, new future. See, it's not the facts changing because we can't control circumstances. The choice we have is Romans 12, 2, to renew our mind. So I want us to recognize, I want to put this on the screen for you. I want us to recognize when we have a faulty filter that's trying to fool us and make us believe a lie. I want us to reject it. And then I want us to replace it with a new filter. Recognize like Gideon had to do. Reject that you've been seeing God through a faulty filter, seeing yourself through a faulty filter. Now replace that. Let me get practical. Say how this, this is a personal story, and let me share the result of it on me and how this has worked out in my life. Sunday a week ago was the anniversary of my brother's tragic death. For those of you that were here in church, the message was all about the mind. We had a move of God. It was a very, like a, a, it was a set apart Sunday in its influence, its value. And I, I can always tell by the feedback I get. That message was born. I talked about seven things that seek to sabotage us and Psychologists agree on it and pastors agree on it. Those are seven things I didn't learn by reading reports and, and blogs. They're things that I identified in me. The first one was shame. I felt so ashamed that I couldn't help my brother. It wrecked me because I've been able to help other people. And I did everything and more to help him. It didn't work out. The frustration of that filled the filter of my mind. The pain of that filled the filter of my mind. It made me angry. And seeping into my heart be apprehension. Remember the last of the seven was insecurity defined as you don't trust God, you don't trust anybody. That's what seeps into your heart. I'm 52. There have been 
four things in my 52 years that are set apart as the most difficult, challenging things. And I'm, I'm sharing one of them today. But in each one of them, there was an effort of the enemy of my soul to fill the filter of my mind to where the filter was full and needed to be renewed or replaced. And I didn't do it. And seeping into my heart was, was the result, filling the space of my mind and capturing my energy and decreasing my vision and, and robbing my faith and making me more prone to fear than faith. And, and so I said, Lord, this has to change. And so what the Lord helped me to do was to replace the filter. And here, here's how I did it. If you're dealing with frustration that tends to grow into anger or despair or depression, for me, I said, okay, I've got a faulty filter. I'm going to replace that with a filter of gratitude. I'm so sad by what happened, but it doesn't diminish the goodness of God. It, if the Lord never did another thing for me, I have enough reasons to praise him for all eternity. If he never did another thing. And here's what I found. It is impossible to be truly gracious and angry at the same time. It is impossible to be truly gracious and frustrated. So here's the way it works. When the morning, when the morning, how do you win the morning? By when you wake up and you're, and, and you're alert to the day, don't turn to social media, don't turn to the news, don't turn to email, don't turn to the immediate tasks of the day. Clean the filter, set the filter, and start giving praise to God. How did Caleb, after 40 years, have the attitude to say, okay, we get to go in the promised land now. I'm 40 years older. He was in his 80s, and here's what he said. And he, wasn't, he didn't come easing into it. He said, give me the mountain. That's where the giants lived. He said, give it to me. I wanted it back then. I still want it, and I'm as able now as I was then. How could he say that? Because Hebrew says, we are upheld by the word of his power. That's the power of the word. It's the power of the gospel. So in the morning, read the Bible. Read it. Read it. Take it in. Then worship. Read and worship. And, and just fill your heart with gratitude. 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 And just be so grateful. And then through the day, the enemy will see to it that he tries to get through your filter something that would create fear, apprehension, insecurity, shame, bitterness. But the filter that's been set with gratitude, it catches it. And when you sense that, you just keep praising God and the filter catches it. And the filter catches it. And you live a day in victory 
where otherwise you could have lived in defeat. That's how this works. And then the next day, you do that all over again because we're in a spiritual battle. And the battlefield starts in your mind. And if you win it here, you're gonna win it out here. The facts of your life don't have to change for you to win. All you have to do is realize the victory that you can know in your heart, in your mind. It's powerful. I, from personal experience, this works. So like now fast forward to last Sunday, I'm preaching that I'm knowing what Sunday it is. I'm knowing it's the very day that that happened. And I had people coming up going, I'm addicted. Can you help me? I'm in this situation. Can you help me? I'm looking at the people who had come to the altar and I'm going, I know you've been in this a long time. And I had a voice over here saying, didn't work for your brother. It didn't work for him. Trying. But the filter of gratitude, the filter of God's sovereignty, the filter of God's control was in place and it was catching all of that junk from getting into the space of my heart so I could be the person I needed to be. I could be the leader I needed to be. We're just a new filter away from a new future. Come on and give him praise today. We can do this. We can do this. Thank you, Jesus. Stand, if you will. While you're standing, those of you that are going to be baptized in water, let me dismiss you. We're going to celebrate life change as you are baptized. But for the rest of us, I want to lead us in a time of just saying, Lord, I want you to get rid of this faulty filter. And just imagine the process, like that coffee filter. You got to get a new one. Think about there in your home. You got to get a new filter. I want you to say, Lord, you said I could be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So I'm going to go after a new filter, a filter of gratitude, a filter of freedom, a filter of purity, a filter of love, a filter of faithfulness, a filter not of shame, but victory, a filter not of insecurity, but confidence, all because of you, a new filter. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now over everybody here because we, we've all lived long enough to have those things that have fooled us and they formed our identity and they failed us. So today we recognize it. Today we ask you to renew our mind with your eyes closed. Please know that this starts with salvation and if you've never accepted Christ, I want to give you that opportunity right now. That's where it starts. It has to start with grace. There's no way to overcome your past. There's no way to, to take hold of the future like you want to and like God wants you to apart from a relationship with Him. So if today you'd say, I need to accept Christ as my Savior. My life isn't working. I need help. I need Jesus. Would you just raise your hand right now? So you are talking to me. Raise it up and keep it up because I'll see it. God bless you. I see your hand looking across. I don't want to miss one person. Secondly, if you'd say, I need 
a new filter. You know what that means for you. I just shared with you what it meant for me those years ago and what I had to have happen in my life. And guess what? I still have to do it every day. You don't change filters one time. You gotta keep doing it. If you say, I need a new filter for something I'm going through, just raise your hand right now. All right? So Lord, we wait before you and we thank you for your grace. This young man, Lord, lifted his hand saying, I need to accept Christ as my savior. Lord, we thank you that the greatest miracle there is is happening right now. Young man, the Bible says, if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you'll be saved. You just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come into my heart. I repent and open my heart to you as my savior. And now will you lead me? And you build a relationship with Jesus through his word, through worship, through getting connected with godly people that wanna help you and support you. And you grow in that relationship with Jesus. Your sins are forgiven by his sacrifice for you. Your life is changed by his power to you. Your future is amazing because of his gift of life to you. To those who raise their hand, say, I know Jesus, but I've got a faulty filter. Like Gideon, I pray that after this service, it will be as drastic as Judges 6 to Judges 7. That it's, it would be hard to believe that you're the same person because of the dramatic work of God in your heart and in your mind. Lord, I pray you know the circumstances, how deep they affected us. You know the pain. You know the thoughts that rose out of the hurt. You know the, the kind of, of threat they, they bring to our well-being, the insecurity that, that results from all of that, that adversity. You know the battle of the mind. And so we ask for a, a right way to think. We ask for a new filter, a new filter. As this happens in your life, you'll begin to realize that God is good and that the trouble you've experienced doesn't diminish his goodness. That's when you'll know that you've got a new filter. It doesn't minimize what you've gone through. It just gives you a perspective like it did for Joseph in the Old Testament, like it did for Gideon, that God is still in control. God has not turned his back on you and forgotten you and but in fact, he loves you. And he's acquainted with your grief. And your sorrow touches him. And he's the one who can give you joy in the place of that sorrow. He can do it. He can do it. I pray that that will happen, Lord, right now. It's a new filter. A new filter. There's a husband that's going to treat his wife differently. A wife that's going to treat her husband differently. Parents that are going to see their kids differently. Sons and daughters that are going to see their parents differently because of a new filter. A new filter. We're going to see ourselves differently because we now see you clearly. We're not going to be 
deceived by lies. We're going to be informed and formed by truth that will result in freedom. And we thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, in a New filter, new future. I love you guys. I, I would, I, I would love to spend the whole afternoon just talking to you about this because it's it, it is so real. Just know this: your life can be as dramatically different as what you see Gideon's from Judges 6 to Judges 7. That's the power of God working in your mind and working in your heart. So let's give him praise right now. Can we do it? Amen.